Welcome to a special edition of the Music City Drive-In. I am your host, Ricky Valero. Jacob and I have gotten together and we're going to do our very first of many Oscar shows. Um, we're just lucky to have to be able to do this one in person. Yeah. Um, it's back. definitely weird and strange, but um, Jacob's in town. We're going to go play a little top golf a little bit later. But uh, until then, we're going to kick off with our Oscar picks. As always, I'm joined by this guy right here. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Not too bad, man. I'm excited. It's almost, it's not Oscar season quite yet. This is very it's early. On the cusp. Yep. It's very early. We're going to like prefix by understanding and saying that these are picks for today. And in a week from now, maybe two weeks from now, our picks are going to change. But over the next couple months, Jacob and I are going to kind of dissect the races, figure out where is what, who, what, when, where, and how. Mm -hmm. And until we do, we're going to try to tackle this the way we normally do like we kicked off last year. And uh, we're going to kick it off. What we're going to do is we're going to give our five in, two outs, and possibly like one hopeful if we have one for that particular category. So, Jacob, I'll let you kick it off with the supporting actress and your five that are in. Okay, so my five right now, um, I've got Glenn Close for Hillbilly LG, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, Olivia Coleman for The Father, Saoirse Ronan for Ammonite, and Helen Helena Zengel for News of the World. Um, those are my five in right now. If we were picking a winner, it would be Glenn Close, who I think is the best shot of winning. I think, you know, there's a lot of talk about her or Adams, which one's going to be supporting, which one's going to be lead. I truthfully think whoever is supporting. It's probably going to win. Yeah. Um, but that is my five for right now. My five are obviously Glenn Close. That's the Hillbill LG, Olivia Coleman, the father. Amanda Seyfried for Mank. I actually have Yon Young Jung for Minari. Uh, that one to me is a wild card. I feel like if that one gets in, it might be the the mistake of not putting your old lady in last year for the farewell. But I've heard she's phenomenal in the film. I talked to, uh, to um, Eric, and Eric said she's phenomenal, deserves a nomination. My fifth one, I, I struggled. I went back and forth. But even after watching the film, I'm still going to put Cersei Ronan in there for Ammonite. It's not a good movie. It, it, she, she's such an, she's such but an Oscar. Ex exactly. Like it doesn't really, I feel like I'm not going to, I'm not, look, I'm not going to take away from the performances. The performances in the film are pretty solid, but the film as a whole, mm -hmm. it, it was hard to get through. Like it was very hard yeah. to get through. It was just, it was very hard to get through. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was, she's, I think she's right around my age and she just has nominations every other year. It's yeah. She's, and it's kind it's of a, a weak category. A yes. Like it's, it's, it's a very weak category. Like even news of the world, like we'll talk more about that later as well, because I think that's a weird wild card of a film. Um, I said, I think Eric and I were talking about this one night on the phone and I said to him, I was like, for some of these performances, it would be nice in a year like this to give somebody else an opportunity to be nominated right mm -hmm. i'm not saying like the only one that right off the top of my head that it's like all right well anthony hopkins has been nominated plenty of times he's yes. got to win but but that's a groundbreaking performance unless like for me i love olivia coleman i've seen the father but for me personally it's yes. not she's, that yes great right mm -hmm. she's a winner already she's been nominated give it give it to young young jung or give it to or you give know, it to Close, who's, or, exactly. who's uh, tried six times. Right, got, exactly. You know, screwed, not screwed over, but got overtaken by Coleman. Um, Zaza so Beats from Nine Days. Like, that, like, 
not not just win wise either, but nomination wise. Give mm-hmm. some people that like Amanda Seyfried, that would be a cool just nomination yeah. in general. You know what I mean? You think back of her filmography, you would never really have said she's going to be nominated for mm-hmm. an Oscar one day. So what do you have right now for your first two out? So my first two out, um, I do have Yeon Yun Yoo Jung uh, from Minari. And then I also have Ellen Burstyn for Pieces of a Woman. Um, yep. Those are my first two out. And surprisingly enough, on because a lot of the stuff I do is through Gold Derby. You know, they have their odds and everything. Yeah. Um, Ellen Burstyn's actually in the top five, which surprised me. So I haven't seen it. I know a lot of people have, but um, I think she's very close to getting that push up to the top five. Yeah, she's one of the ones that I would say. You know, Burstyn. She's on my as my one of my two out, and then Helena Zenglil for News of the World was my other one. That's my first two out. What's interesting for me there is I would love to see people like that nominated, right? You know what I mean? That's exactly what I'm talking about with these people that have never been nominated, never been in the forefront. But the flip side we have to talk about, the Oscars are probably going to be, um, they're probably going to be virtual, right? So they're going to want to see, we're going to want to see, not us, you and I, but people are going to want to see these people at their houses, kind of like the the, uh, Globes were, or not the Globes, the the Emmys were and stuff like that. So if they do that, they're going to want the names, right? And that's going to play in the fact we're going to talk about Tom Hanks later too, but that's um, you know, and I think for me, I think the biggest wild card from this whole thing is Helena Zengel. For sure. Um, I'm interested to see cuz it seems like they have a Oscars have a big problem of this actor or actress under 13, under 15, yep. thrown in supporting because they're young. Yep. I don't, I, you know, I haven't seen News of the World. I don't think anyone has. Right. But it seems like one of those things where it's, you know, she is a younger actress. So I think she's only 12 years old. Yep. So I wonder if that will be category fraud or if, you know, if they will nominate her for being, you know, young. Yeah. And they so, struggle with giving people of younger ages Oscar nominations, which I've never understood. That's what that's what scares me a lot about having her. I mean, I have her in my top five for right now. Right. But what scares me about keeping her in is because, and I understand the sentiment of, you know, they have a whole career where they can yep. they can have this. Someone like Young Yoon Jung or Ellen Burstyn, who are both, you know, older. Yeah. It's, you know, they might not have as many chances uh you know, it's it's harder to get roles when you get older, and especially when you're younger, you can grow into it. Um, in my eyes, you know, nominate the performance that is deserving. Um, but yeah, it is just, it's, I think that one will be extremely interesting to see. And for your last one, we wanted to do one special. It's wishful thinking, somebody that more than likely does not have a chance. What do you got? I want to guess yours. Um, I'll say mine first, which I, it's not wishful thinking as much anymore. Um, you know, I think she's got a pretty good shot. Uh, it's, you know, you think whatever, but I, Maria Bakalova is getting a lot of love and it's, you know, I've, I've been on the train of makeup and hair for Borat and that's it. But she is getting a lot of love and she is rising up. And then with such a weak category, you know, on, on gold derby, once you get to their 10th spot, it's hundred to one odds. Yeah. It's so usually, you know, it's top 15 have some type of odds, you know, I mean, Tony Collette from I'm thinking of any things who, you know, she, she's in it literally. Yeah. (laughs) And she's number nine. And so I think, I think with, 
it being such a weak category. And I think with what the film was and the film will still be in everyone's faces because of someone else we'll talk about later. Yep. I do actually think she has a pretty good shot of maybe, maybe not making it, but making it a, you know, a race. I do think that given the political atmosphere and as we are sitting here right now, we still don't know who the president of the United States is going to be. If it does go the way of Biden, I do think that might play in the favor of her possibly, which we'll talk more about the election. And election does have a lot to do with some of these categories and how they play out, right? They just do. But I do think that could also help in her favor. I do think that she might be a shoe in for a globe just for the first off. I don't know how right now, I don't know how they're going to get, I mean, I know supporting actresses only five, but I don't know how they're going to get 10 supporting or actresses and actors. I could see it, but actresses, it's going to be very hard, especially on the comedic slash musical side with a lot of the bigger films like uh, Jennifer Hudson's gone. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that was seemed like it was going to be a lock. Oh, yeah, that was like, a lock for a win. Lock for a win in, at the Globes for sure, and even possibly at the at the Oscars. So, for me, my initial—I'll let you pick it in a second. Okay. My because I told you this off there. My initial one was Olivia Cook for Sound of Metal. I found out they're pushing her as lead, which is blew my mind because she's in the first part of this movie. I know you haven't seen it yet, but she's in the first maybe half of this movie, but then she kind of disappears for a while. Mm -hmm. I really feel like, again, in a very weak year, she could have maybe slid into the fifth role. But now that she's being pushed in that, to me, who do you think was going to be my pick? I'm thinking it's going to be Marissa Tomei. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have a huge amount of love, and there's, there's two of my wishful thinking picks are from The King of Staten Island. Um, I love that film. Mm -hmm. I do. I think that it's good. I think it should light up the indie spirits or the independent awards. Yes. It should, as I believe it should. It blows my mind that if you look on all of these websites, somebody else is not even mentioned on that, uh, on a lot of the different sites. And we'll talk about it literally next, but I love her in that film. I love her counterpart in the same, you know, same category a lot better. But um, I love King of Staten Island. It's still mm -hmm. one of my favorites. It's not my number one anymore, but it's still top I five. Think, yeah, I think that's one to where it can squeeze into with the year. I think that could squeeze into the Globes. I think Pete sure. could squeeze in. I think the movie could squeeze in. Well, yeah, I didn't. I guess I didn't think about Pete being in there because the comedic. So that I mean, he's had a huge year. Like yeah. I just I wish that he would not get the. I don't understand. I don't get the hate. I don't mm -hmm. get the hate of Pete Davidson. Yeah, and it's you know, and going back to Bakalova for me, it's. You know, people look at Borat and they say, you know, that's, they're just out doing whatever. But at the same time, a lot of acting is reacting. Oh my God, yes. And that scene with Giuliani was, I mean, that made me as tense as anything I've seen oh this year. God. Oh my and God, And to be able yes. to, you know, do that to someone who's not even knowing. Yeah. And being able to react and act at the same time. I yeah. do think she, I think she actually gave a very good performance for what the movie was and what it was trying to do and so i wouldn't be surprised if she did start sneaking. it's is it off the wall yes is it crazy mm -hmm. yes but i love off the wall and crazy you know what i mean and i love the opportunity that, again with a weak category i like i like her odds i mean borat almost got in the last time for the first Borat movie exactly. he won the globe exactly all right so now it's time to transition to what i think is probably the most stacked category 
Possibly, maybe not. I don't know. It's it's one of them. I'd say it's probably top three stat category outside of picture. Picture kind of kind of be up and down, but supporting actor. Um, there's a lot going on here, right? Mm-hmm. And I really feel like there could be amounts of craziness behind this entire category. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna let you kick it off with your five. You lean a lot heavier in one direction for somebody than I do. And that's where I think we're going to disagree, and we'll know very much about that in just a second. And, but. Uh, sorry. But, um, no, I mean, you're right. I mean, this category is stacked. I think it's funny because I think when Chadwick Boseman was being pushed for this category, I thought it was wrapped up, locked away. Right. We had Heath Ledger, in my opinion, we had Heath Ledger all over again, mm-hmm. right? Because I even said this the other day, if Heath Ledger was, was, didn't pass away, I don't think he gets nominated. I, I really don't think – don't get me wrong – it gave one of the best performances we've ever seen, right? You know what I mean? It was a fantastic movie. I just think the stigma behind mm-hmm. the comic books, it's not even talked about. But, like you were saying. But yeah, so I think, I think this one opens up a lot. Um, and for right now, I do have my winner as Sasha Baron Cohen from The Trial of Chicago 7. Now, to explain, Sasha Baron Cohen is going to be, he's already in front of on news cycles. He's just released Borat 2, which if Borat 2 flopped, you know, that's a movie where I, you know, I don't think he does as well. But he's likely going to be nominated for two Golden Globes. Likely going to win the Globe for comedy. Um, There's a huge chance that he wins two Golden Globes in one night. He won't be nominated for two Oscars, but he, he's playing the game that you need to play and that is getting your face in front of the right people and if he is nominated for a globe as borat that is going to be some of the funniest mm-hmm. stuff we will see which at the flip side of that is the globes if you're like you said your face is in the front yep that's campaigning it doesn't matter if he's campaigning as borat it's sasha barrett cohen period mm-hmm. right well and he could i mean he could be on the stage taking the Borat one, <laughs> sitting down, and then getting back on the stage again to take the yeah. Chicago 7 one. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, so I think, I think he is, for me right now, I think he is the winner just because of him being in front of people and playing, kind of playing the game that he's supposed to play. Um, behind him, I have Bill Murray for On the Rocks. I have Yahya Abdul-Mateen for... Trial of Chicago 7, almost for the same reason where he just won the Emmy for Watchmen and he's going to be, you know, in the minds in front of people. Um, Mark Rylance for Trial of Chicago 7. And then my last spot actually got opened up recently. I had him in, took him out, got put him back in, and that's Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah, which that could be switched. You know, no one knows anything about Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. But that could be switched to Daniel Kaluuya. Either way, I think one of those two is getting in. So for my five, I have my favorite performance of the Trials Chicago 7, which was Mark Ryan's. I, I just feel like, hands down, he was the best part of that film, and I feel like they're going to recognize that. I do have Yaha. Yaha? Is it Yaha? Yaha. Yaha in as well. He's not my favorite, but obviously this is our prediction. This is not what we want. What we want, if we would have a whole different show for, we'll have, a, we'll have an award show at the end of the yeah. year for our, our picks. And we'll even have our own awards articles out. So this is not about what we want. Uh, Bill Murray on the rocks. I feel like I love his performance and it's strong. I love this movie. I love that movie way more than I probably should have, but it's Bill Murray. You know what I mean? It, it, that's at the I end of the day. Yeah. Again, but he's another one. I'll be honest with you guys. He's another one that I don't hate being left out, 
right? Mm -hmm. It is Bill Murray, I understand, et cetera, et cetera. But there's some strong first time potential nominees packed in this in this list yeah. right now. See, yeah, see, I'm on I'm on the opposite. I think he is I think if he's probably the likeliest one to win um of the group. For sure, yeah. Because, that's, I just, because of the loss in translation and everything. Yeah, like for sure. Uh, and then let's see, that was three. I got four. I actually have Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami. Um, first off, let me be perfectly clear. When I saw this film, um, it's a very good film. Very good film. I feel like that there's not a whole lot behind director. There's not a whole lot behind best picture. I just don't see it happen. There's way too many films out there that are just way more intense. But his performance, I need Sam Cooke film with him ASAP, mm -hmm. man. I need it. I need it. I think that he would give you a lock for an Oscar nomination for it, which would... Is that has that ever happened before? What has a supporting person ever played a person in a supporting role, got nominated for an Oscar, and then turned around played that person in a in its own movie? Yes. And then got what? Rocky. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. Why well, it's it's flip flop uh, there. Flip flop. Yeah. He played, he played a lead and then he went to supporting. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, um, yeah. But I think I think he is. Uh, I think he is one of the one of like two people who has been nominated for the same role twice and uh, then uh my fifth is is stanfield as well i do agree with you i do think with you and the black messiah whoever is the supporting is probably going to get the nomination there that's probably it's probably going to be um the nomination my two first outs are i got sasha barry cohen for trial um he for sure is my first out and then um, my other first out right now is I've got Gabriel Beso for Hillbilly LG. I've, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I, I'm going to stand behind it for now. But like I said, this is my first two out. You know what I mean? As I think it's, this, this category is very top heavy. I, I'm concerned. I'm not 100% certain they're going to give three nominations to trial. I just I, – I I'm so mm – -hmm. if they do, it'll be interesting. Um, I, I have been adamant from, from after I saw it, I was a big proponent in push Sasha and Eddie in lead and push the rest in supporting. That would give them the best chance to potentially come out with four nominations. For sure. Um, you know, and Eddie going to supporting, I think hurts him a ton because I feel like everyone's already figured out what they wanted. Yep. Thought Eddie was going to be the lead. Eddie comes to supporting. I don't even think he's in the running anymore. No, not at all. I, I don't just, I think, I feel like, I felt like I had, I thought Rylance really could have been pushed as lead. I really did with his role because he, for me in the movie, he's one of the only ones that's in it from start to finish with some pivotal talking points throughout. I do agree with you. Like they should have at least tried, even if you, like you said, even if they went Eddie, Mark, lead or even Sasha you know what I mean? or whatever just had two and two yeah. basically you know see my my reasoning for Sasha is because I feel I feel more as the film went on he started becoming a sort of narrator and you could see that in his like stand-up routines yeah and started becoming like a like narrator that for it was yeah that's some it felt like a I just watched this the other night it was like uh 22 jump street it was like this mm -hmm. it was like a slam poetry kind yeah. of you know what i mean like a spoken word mm -hmm. slash stand-up because it was like funny but also like factual yes. you know what i mean it was good though um i'm also living over look i'm not gonna say i don't love sasha i love sasha okay i just like other people in that film more but i'm not gonna sit here and say 
a Sasha Baron Cohen Oscar nomination is not going to make me sad at all. <laughs> like, no, not, think, not at all. I think, I think that's one of the big things. I think people want to get him in, yeah, and get him that Oscar because he has been, he has over the past few years really been shifting from strictly comedic stuff to getting into more dramatic roles, yeah. getting into more, you know. I love that switch. Stuff. You know what I mean? We, we, that's we. There's so many different actors, and and I don't like Adam Sandler in, he, in yeah. Uncut Gems, but you know. His performance was solid in Uncut Gems. You know what I mean? Yes, you heard me say yeah, something good about, about Uncut say. Gems. Let's calm down a little bit, guys. But it, I do like that transition. Jim Carrey made the transition. Mm-hmm. You know, it was fantastic. And, and you some- saw you saw with Jim Carrey, and um, you know, I've been talking with my friends about this a lot. You saw with Jim Carrey how much not getting an Oscar nom affected him. I mean, he, oh, for sure. I'm I'm reading his book right now, and he talked like that's one of the main points in his book is trying to get that Oscar nomination yep. because it is he shut up mm-hmm. he shut up three he <laughs> three um but no that was I mean you saw at when he gave I think Saving Private Ryan the sound thing for the next year he talked about it and of course it was in a comedic sense but he talked about not getting it and it's just you can tell how much it actually like affected or hurt yeah. him when he won his second straight Golden Globe he talked about it at the same time. He's like, at least I can get these, you know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where I feel like if you don't start recognizing, you know, like an Adam Sandler, like a Sasha Baron Cohen, that's when they start reverting back to Hubie Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I do, I do like that Adam Sandler has, I think starting with probably the Meyerwood stories he has started. Cause I think he's about to do his one with the Chernobyl director and then the hustle or just hustle. Uh, which I think is going to be a dramatic, like, sports role. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be, like, five dramas in since 2016. And the biggest thing is, is people, what people understand is, is with his deal with Netflix, they want him to do those hokey comedy films because they are watched by mm-hmm. so many people. Like, consistent. already it, the number one yeah, like 2020 it, Netflix movie. Exactly. And it's, and it's crazy to me because no matter how many times we sit there and say that looks awful people watch these mm-hmm. it's like that six underground was hugely popular all of these cheesy terrible either comedy or action films that they do are watched by so many people because they're not like you and i mm-hmm. we watch films because i mean we do watch films for other reasons too like we, we like watching maybe halloween was not terrible no. you know what i mean it wasn't as bad as some of the other ones that he's made grown-ups one and two but you know it, it could have been far worse yeah so. and i I think I think Netflix is seeing what Adam Sandler can actually do because his next two movies, I'm pretty sure, are both Netflix movies, yeah. and they're both yeah. Because he signed, I think, a, what is it like a ten picture mm-hmm. deal or whatever, and for a long time it was like, all right, we're gonna get Grown Ups one, two, three, yeah. four, five, six. Now it's like, oh wait, now he can act. Yeah, like <laughs> and it's, uh, I think they're seeing that because it's because I think they first saw it with Myrwood Stories, which yeah. was a Netflix movie, and he was getting you know he was getting rewards like talk. But Netflix never pushed him because they, you know, it's Adam Sandler, whatever. Exactly. But I think after seeing Uncut Gems, they're like, yeah. oh, we can start making, you know, top tier movies, put Adam Sandler, because Adam Sandler's a name. You saw what happened with Uncut Gems. Oh, absolutely. Uncut Gems made a boatload of money mm-hmm. just because of Adam Sandler. Yep. And I think Adam Sandler's a name. Netflix is getting so much into the awards game right now. They're yep. one of the biggest awards studios where I think now they're thinking, we can put Adam Sandler in these top tier awards type movies, yep. make a ton of money by people watching it yep. and get recognition for it. Yeah. Because the thing about it is, is previously not putting them in these serious roles. You see them in Uncut Jam to see how successful it is. Now 
Adam has that backing of being a serious actor. I'm not mm -hmm. saying he didn't have it after stories, but gems like, yes. you know, he might've been six or seven on that best actor yes. list. Right. So then now he's taken seriously. Now Netflix can back him with some legitimately serious things behind mm -hmm. him, especially because you ride that uncut gems and be like, all right, his first serious role since uncut gems mm -hmm. where he was almost an Oscar nominee. Here he is. Right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I, I, think, I agree with you hundred percent. I think he's going to have a huge, huge decade but getting back to this yeah and away from adam sandler yeah. um, on a i i like having a sandler sandler 10 minutes no you're good um but yeah so my your first two out my first two out i have leslie odom for one night in miami i haven't seen it um i i'm very adamant about the amazon thing yeah it scares the death out of me yeah it does um you know where we say netflix is probably one of the best studios when it comes to um awards amazon might be one of the worst but, and then I also, I did have Tom Pelfrey for Mank. Yeah. Thinking back on it, you know, going through Gold Derby, doing everything, um, I took him out and I put in uh, David Straith, Straith Aaron um, mm -hmm. for Nomadland. Okay. Um, I think Nomadland is going to be a pretty big player. I think it's one of the top five players when we get to picture later i think yep. it's going to be one of the top two players and director um you know top two in actress yep. uh top two in screenplay in ton of categories and so i think nomadland is going to be one to where that's a cinematography play too right <laughs> yes. yeah i think that's going to be one where they kind of throw it throw it in there all right who's your wishful thinking pick my wishful thinking pick You know, I'm, I don't think he's not going to get in. He's not like, he's not going to be nominated for this, but my wishful thinking is probably Chadwick Boseman for the five bloods. Cause how cool, how cool would that be if, you know, your last two movies both got Oscar nominations, you know, something that he, and he's played incredible roles. He's played Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, um james brown or not james brown but yeah james yeah, brown. yeah yeah um i was thinking of jim brown um <laughs> but he's played he's played all these incredible roles and just gotten overlooked so it would be cool to see him get you know in his last year get a uh you know scarlett johansson double nomination type thing yeah um so that would probably be my my one out what about a hypothetical world hypothetical where ma rainey's black bottom is potentially not good Potentially not good. Mm -hmm. Could we see Chadwick win supporting actor? Not for not for this role. Um, I don't think I don't think he'll get it for Defied Bloods. And I and I like I said I mentioned it just because, mm -hmm. like I said, we don't know if Black Bottom's yeah, good have, or not. We have no it idea. could be. I, I do think that you know what I mean. There's going to be there's a lot of great performances in lead, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm going to say that there's a lot of potential within lead for him to get left out if if black bottom is mm -hmm. just okay or if it's just good enough right you know what i mean because then it's going to come down to i do think netflix is going to push it hard because I think it's already pushing right hard. so they they especially putting him in the lead you know what i mean because mm -hmm. i it was yeah so putting him in lead but if the movie's just okay there's seven eight actors that are really strong in this category mm -hmm. so just interesting even if maybe he doesn't win supporting if he doesn't get in for Black Bottom, I do think that there's a 
better chance mm -hmm. for him at least getting a, a nom for supporting mm -hmm. for the five bloods yeah no i agree and i think I think they're staying quiet right now, but I feel like when Oscar season really starts to pick up, Defy Bloods is really going to start getting put in people's faces. Uh, I think they really know. would like to put that back in theaters, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, I really feel like if theaters were open, I feel like come January or February, Defy Bloods would be in, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's independent theaters or whatever it is, but yeah, I, I no, wish I would have saw that movie great. in theaters, man. Yeah. God, still do. Um, what about you? What's your... My wishful thinking, and I kind of tipped my hat already, but it's Bill Burr, King of Staten Island. Let me explain something. I understand that he's not on anybody's list, and this really pisses me off because Bill Burr in Staten Island is phenomenal. He's fantastic. He still has given out one of my favorite supporting performances of the year, period. But I do have one more. I have Paul Reiki from... I don't, I, Reiki, I think it is. Racy from Sound of Metal. He's another one that I'm really strong on. Um, he was phenomenal. He gives one... There's towards the end of this film, he gives a few lines with him and Riz, and it is powerful, it's moving, it's in what we call our, his Oscar-like moment. Um, again, I don't know what his chances are, I don't know if they're super high, I don't think they are. Sound of Metal, again, has the one thing that Jacob mentioned a few minutes ago against him, it's an Amazon film, mm -hmm. which I also think hinders Riz's chances mm -hmm. as well, which is scary um, because... Yeah. He's super phenomenal in that yeah, film. I, I, I will be talking about him a little bit um, coming up. But yeah, I truthfully, and we have to remember one thing with The Trial of Chicago 7. Trial of Chicago 7 is not a pure Netflix movie. Right. Trial of Chicago 7 was a Paramount movie that Paramount didn't think they were going to get enough money off of it. So they sold to Netflix for 50 whatever million dollars. Yep. I think, you know, I think being being under that netflix because netflix pushes so much i don't know where they get this money from <laughs> but they push so much and i i think for right now i think we could potentially get three trial of chicago seven actings in it wouldn't surprise me mm -hmm. no i don't think it will but at the same time it's like one of those things it's if they're listing them off on on oscar day and it's like okay yeah which i get yeah. it I think for me personally, I think Yaya might be, and I'm working on an article, giving myself a little selfless plug where yeah. I kind of go through each one and give my take on all of them. Um, but I think Yaya might be the closest one down mm -hmm. just because of his minimal time in the movie. He's only in the movie about 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think he gives a great 15 minutes, but if one falls out, I don't think it will be Ryan Lance. I don't think it will be Sasha Baron Cohen. I think he would be the one to fall out if... Right, if they only get two, those are the two yes. I think they could get, yeah. Because Rollins does give a phenomenal performance. Yes. I'm not high as Sasha, but again, I can see where people say Sasha here. I I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to transition to director. I know it's probably a little curveball to you, but I don't know what it is. I like throwing director in the mm -hmm. smack dab in the middle of the acting categories. Um, I will... I'll let you kick it off. Okay, so... Here, one second. Let me get back to the director. So right now... Uh, this is this was my winner. I picked him when I first started uh, kind of taking it, and I will pick him all the way up until the very end, likely, and that's going to be David Fincher for Mank. Um, aside from him, I truthfully think he only has one real competition, and that's Chloe Zhao for uh, Nomadland. And then I've got Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of Chicago 7, Paul Greengrass for News of the World, and then Florian Zeller for The Father. Those are my five. Yeah, for me, I've got Fincher, I've got Zeller, I've got, I've got Clooney right now, and, a, and I just, 
the biggest thing about it is we know nothing about Midnight Sky. Nothing at all, really, other than what we've kind of seen picture-wise and stuff like that. But the Academy loves George Clooney. Loves him. Mm -hmm. They love some George Clooney. So even if it's remotely, remotely good, I think that he's going to get in. So I got Fincher, Zeller, Clooney. I've got um, uh, I got Zhao too. I got Chloe Zhao as well for No Man Land. And then my fifth one, man, I battled, man. This is a – I went back and forth. But I'm going to go Shaka King for the Judas and the okay. Black Messiah right now. I, for me, there's so, there's so many right now, right? Mm -hmm. we, have, we have that. I, 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 didn't, I left out Sorkin. Um, we could see George Wolf, obviously, if, if Black Bottom is good, right? Mm -hmm. um, th there's so many other picks that we have here. But it, it's just to change it up again a little bit, I'll, I'll go there. Greengrass, I, I didn't mention him, but Greengrass is another one. Yeah. I, think, I think Sorkin gets in for the movie more than for, yeah. what, uh, for what he did. I don't think what he did, and I love the movie. I think the movie is incredible. But I've seen it three times, and for what he did, he's – you know, he's a stage director. He's, you can kind of see that. He kind of sets the camera up and then just lets everything play out, which of course, you know, with director, you have to have a, you know, have a hand in everything. So right. of course, but I don't think he did a lot. And that's what, um, when I get to my first two out, that's what I think one of the first two out, I think that's one of the thing that is uh, hindering them as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, the George Clooney one's interesting. I think Midnight Sky is going to be a huge wild card. My issue is, is we know another guy who the Academy loved made a, you know, made a space movie and not even the score got nominated. And so that is. Breaks my heart. It's, that's one thing where I feel like they're getting really away you really from like, space. You really like giving me pain. Academy. You really do. <laughs> Um, I feel like the Academy is getting away from space a little bit, which going back. It was Justin Hurwitz's birthday. Yep. It was his birthday. Which it's funny. Because we shared the same birthday. Getting back, getting back to Adam Sandler. That's what scares <laughs> me about Adam Sandler's like, not next movie, but the movie after that where he's doing In the space, space one. Yeah. But I think, it'll, I think it'll be good. I think that's one of his time. Um, but yeah, so that's what scares me most about, um, about Clooney. But if, you want me to get in my first two out? Yep. Okay. So my first, my first and my first two out is Regina King. I believe she might be getting in because she's Regina King. Same reason as Sasha. Same reason as Yaya. She is in people's faces. She just won for, uh, for acting. And, but what I've heard is the movie, and of course I haven't seen it, you have. I've heard that she doesn't do too much as a director. She really just kind of lets it play out. Similar to Aaron Sorkin. It's exactly what I was going to say there. For me, that's exactly how I felt. There's not a lot of there's a there's a there's a kind of a long drawn out between like in the middle of the second act all the way through the rest of the film. It's it's a hotel room scene, mm -hmm. and that's really what it is. It's not really much. It's the cameras in place, and you let your big dogs do their big dog thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just like Sorkin did. Sorkin said. I'm going to place this camera in the courtroom yeah. and I'm going to let y'all do your work. Yeah. You know I, I mean? feel, I feel with Sorkin though, where we, where we get Sorkin in is when he got out of it. Uh, exactly. Right. And the things, when you get out of the courtroom, it's really not all that in a bag of potato chips with Regina King. And I, again, I mean, I like the film. I do. I gave it four, four out of five stars. I do think it's a good film. I just, 
I, I could see I could see what you're saying though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's me saying that, but I could see you saying that. She's in the forefront. It's Regina King. She is a name, Oscar winner, et cetera, et cetera. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that again, I could see it. Yeah. And I think um yeah, and I think Sorkin's the same thing. I think when Sorkin gets out, like we said, when Sorkin gets out of the Ace courtroom, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I still think that the the scene between Rylance, uh, Rylance Eddie, um, and right after the scene with Sasha, not a lot of people talk about the scene with Sasha and, and Eddie and just how Sasha winds them up. That's why I love Sasha's performance so much. Yeah, is because how he can just wind people up in the movie yep. and get them to a point yep. that they're just ready to pop, and he stays cool the entire time. Entire time, so cool. Um, and so, but I think the scene with Rylance and Eddie is probably one of the best, it's one of the best scenes of the entire year, everything. And then pulling Sasha's, you know, stand-up into it as well and doing all that, I think. And then his shot in the, um, um, when they're out in the, when the protests start happening, Mm -hmm. that was beautifully shot too. I think whenever um, they're on stage and then when, uh, when, was it Redmayne gets off the stage and then, you know, bum rushes over there Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That was a fantastic shot too. Because it's close. It's very, you know, personal. It's, Mm -hmm. yeah, I like that as well. And I think, you know, we're not getting into editing, but I think I think this is one to where if you want to go ahead and put all your money into, into <laughs> yeah. a board, take, you know, Charles Scott. Hey, I can start betting in the state of Tennessee now. Maybe they'll let me bet on the Oscars. They probably will. And um, your second out. My second out is he hasn't been near my list in a very long time, but I just feel like The Five Bloods is going to start getting more and more love. And I feel like Spike Lee could start inching his way back into there. You know, being with... He just won an Oscar. They love him. They love when he does, you know, good movies. Never won a director. And I feel like they, this could just be an extra, you know, why not throw him in there, get him another nom, yeah. let him be at the awards. Always gives, you know, great talk at the awards. Um, Again, I think that plays a huge factor into this, right? It's likability. It, it's it's the likability factor. It's going to be, it's going to be, di- it's going to be virtual, Right. What that's why I think George Clooney's a wild card here. Somebody else I'm gonna talk about later. I feel the same way. In their house, who doesn't want to see Spike Lee in his house chilling with his? Mm-hmm. He's probably gonna be wearing his Knicks hat. He ain't gonna be yeah. wearing a suit. He might wear a New York. It's just gonna be Spike Lee, mm-hmm. right? That plays in his favor. And I do think, I do think, I think a big factor in the Five Bloods is if we can somehow manage to get theaters somewhat open in January and in, in February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I which think- right now with Free Guy and everything, Disney pulled everything off the slate. I, think I don't know when we're ever. I personally movies. think that's one of the biggest things that Netflix messed up on was I feel like the release date is awful. Well, I feel like when theaters opened back up, they should have tried to push more for getting their movie in theaters. I know they did the trial of Chicago seven. I don't know if that was them or Paramount thing. Yeah. Um, I think that was part of their deal was mm-hmm. is they had to release it somewhere. And, and that's I, they didn't really have the opportunity to release it anywhere. Really. And I think this could have been, I think that could have been a huge moment for Netflix to kind of, make amends with some of these movie theaters because i i know i mean working at a movie theater i remember when roma got nominated and that just shattered all of because regal used to do every year they used to do you know play all the oscar movies um i remember going the year before roma got nominated watching every single oscar nominated movie the year roma got nominated was the year where regal said we're not playing a netflix movie in our theaters and then at so far Good after choice. that so far after that um the you know the oscar time for the regal 
you know, we'll, we played probably two or three last year, didn't play all of them. You know, you had to go theater to theater to find yeah. them. So I feel like this could have been a huge point for them to make amends, be like, you know, you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours, and get the movie into theaters, which would, I think, give Netflix more credibility. And then I think, like I said, make amends with the theaters. That's just me. Could you imagine if this would have been a year that, like, theaters are still open? Let's just say, hypothetically, theaters are open right now. Netflix has four films of Best Picture, yeah. <laughs> and they get ready to run their, you know, Best mm-hmm. Picture thing, and it would have been how to, to throw out four Best Pictures mm-hmm. out there. My first two out, News of the World, Paul Greengrass, that was one of my first two out. I still think another one that's interesting is Lee Daniels, The United States versus Billie Holiday. I think that's a wild, that's a wild card for me, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think that it's, it's interesting. If it's good, you know, Lee Daniels, you know, it, the rest is history. Um, all right. Who would you want in? That's probably got no chance. I could list about a hundred of these, but I'm only gonna give you two. I yes, so, I'm giving you two, so I'm cheating. Okay. So one, I will say that probably has a chance, but I'm just not sure. Um, Lee Isaac Chung. I haven't seen Minari. I've heard great things about Minari. I feel like Minari is just going to be top three, top two of the year. No doubt about it. I think no one's talking about him and everyone's talking about other things in Minari. Um, but I think if the movie pans out, like I'm hoping it will, um, I think he should definitely be in the consideration. One guy who has no chance that I would like to see, you know, somehow get somewhere, and that's Judd Apatow. I think Judd Apatow's King of Staten Island, I think that's his best directed film he's ever done. Yeah. His most, I'm not sure he will make a better film. No, I don't think. Yeah. I think I think this is, unless he somehow, it seems like he he's also another one who's getting more away from the comedic aspect. Yeah. And then, um, but no, his, his Oscar moment will come and it'll come whenever he's directing uh, Seth Rogen. <laughs> in a dramatic role and yeah. getting you know 10 nominations for Seth Rogen or whatever but exactly that, I think he would be a one I think his his direction and the King of Saturn Island, I think that's one of the biggest things that held everything together yeah. that, I feel like that movie could have been a a mess it could have been a funny people which mm-hmm. I love funny people I do but there I can but understand why people, people apart. yeah it, it does fall apart very much so and I do think that a lot of people's problem with King of Staten Island was it's a, it's a hair long. I felt like it, for me, it worked, but at the same time, when I, when people say, Hey, it was like 15 minutes too long. I'm like, yeah, easily. Like it could have been easily cut. Um, my first two out, um, Darius Mutter, Sound of Metal, mm-hmm. uh, his direction. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's a movie I'm really getting interested. I really want to see. Brilliant. I think it's, it, I don't, I, it's it's hard for me because Sound of Metal, the more I think about it, the more I sit with the film, it's like it's 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 itching closer and closer to taking over the top spot. And it's crazy to say that because I love the father. And father mm-hmm. is one of the – and I think Zeller should be – which is crazy because Zeller, that was Zeller's first film, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That We didn't even talk about that. But Zeller being a first-time nominee would be insane, you know, just because it's his first time doing a full feature. I mean, he did add up, you know, adapt the play. But Edison O'Day – um that's another film so i saw sound of metal i sound i saw the father and i saw nine days all part of afi 
and all three of those films, as soon as, as soon as AFI said, those are my one, two, three films of the year right now, yeah. right? It was crazy because that fast my list changed, but um, those two, I think Nine Days is a film that is, I, I can't wait for you to, I, you're going to love mm -hmm. it. It's just one of those films that I just know you're going to love. And it's going to be one of those films that's not going to get the love it deserves. I'm going to talk about it again later, mm -hmm. but it, it's, it's a great film and that and Sound of Metal. John Stevenson, Rena Powell. I love Rena Powell. I will, I will swing the fences for that film. I think his first time directing a full feature like that was brilliant. I, don't, I think that's another name that we're going to hear for years to come. All right. Let's move on over to, let me see what Jacob probably has this up. So I'm going to go this way. Let's go actress. Just kidding. You thought I was going to go actress. Didn't you? No, I thought okay. you were going to go actress. I'm actually all, all pulled up on actress. I figured that's what you were pulled up on. So um, I almost went actor just to be a. All right. Hit us with your actress. Okay, so my this one's crazy. Mm -hmm. If you ask me, I, I know you you've been doing this, but for me, like this is my first like rough draft of going through. It's hard to find a solid five. Really? Yeah, for me it was. Let's see. I I I'm thinking differently. Um, I think it's a weak category. I I have Viola De oh Viola Davis, my Rainey's Black Bottom. It seems like she might be a um, Renee Zellweger, Judy type of everything goes her way yep but if it doesn't i think francis mcdormand is right right behind her i just if you guys have been keeping up with my articles i just switched francis mcdormand and, and viola davis okay i think um i think that is going to be an incredible race and then you also got to think amy adams is right behind them yeah who's yeah who's you know six-time nominee and even even if it's not her, even if it's Glenn Close, yep. then you've got Glenn Close right behind them. So I think that top three is right neck, neck, neck. Yeah. And I think they are they are there. And I think that is going to be a very strong I I think Nomad Land is going to be very strong across the board. I don't know how much it will win, but I think it will perform very well um, from everything I've been hearing. Um at my four, I've got Vanessa Kirby from Pieces of a Woman. Yep. And I truthfully think that's another one who I think could somehow steal the win. Because yeah. I've, I've heard that there is that's a... She's phenomenal. I've man. heard there's a long shot sequence where I don't know if I heard she was giving birth or something, but I heard she is incredible. Yeah. And it's, you know, Academy loves long shots. I love long shots. Um and I think she, I think that's one where, you know, she could, she could sneak in, um, not to the non, but to the win. For sure. Uh, my number five right now is Kate Winslet Ammonite. That one's going to change. Um, it'll probably change by the time. <laughs> Your next this, article comes yeah. out. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, I've heard, I've heard the performances are good. The movie's whatever. Um, I... I love Kate Winslet. She wanted, she should have won for Steve Jobs. She's my number five right now. Um, but who I have at number six could easily push her out. Yeah, for sure. I've got my list is actually identical, um, except for for number five. I I went Meryl Streep for the prom. I, I don't. It's Meryl Streep. That's. Uh, I'm, just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna go out and say it. that's yeah. my number six. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It, it's it's when you get to that fifth role, you're you're Winslet right now, Winslet or Streep, and I think Streep wins out just because mm. it's Meryl Streep, Oscar nomination again. Yeah, it, it's Meryl Streep gets nominated. Like, she, she got nominated for Devil Wears Prada. Exactly. She <laughs> she just they they give her they give it to her every year. Yeah. Um. I think the prom is actually going to be great. I 
Oh, so do I. I was turned fun. off a little bit by the beginning of the trailer, but then it was, I mean, it's a musical, and it's yeah. Ryan Murphy, and, you know, I feel like the more that he gets, the more that the trailer got into it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna, this is gonna be fun, it's gonna be interesting. Um, I am worried, I don't think I've ever seen a film from Ryan Murphy, I've only ever seen TV shows. Yeah. Incredible in what he does in the TV shows, but that also is extended over hours and hours and hours of stuff, and not condensed into a one two and, and a half, half yeah. two hour movie. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd go out and say Meryl Streep's my six, she'll likely be my five by the time this comes out. Um, I'm not putting her there yet, but she's, I mean, she's right there. I do think the four, the four locks, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I think they're locks. I think Kirby, Adams, McDormand, and Davis, I really feel like unless the wind blows the wrong way, mm-hmm. again, if, if, but the thing about it is, I, for this category, if Black Bottom is even mediocre, I think Viola still yes. gets in just because it's, it's not a deep category. There's a lot of potential from five to let's just say 10. Mm-hmm. But it, again, it, I, I think the fluctuation there is still wide open. And then they, we leave open, we don't know what could throw a curveball our way January, February. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young yes. Woman, which I don't know if that's one of your first two out or not, but that's, she's one of my first two out. She's not, she's not my first two out, but I feel like there are probably about her five, and Winslet, her and Winslet. Five that are right there. Yeah, her and Winslet are my two first out. I think for me, um, of course, as a mouse street, I think um, Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit. Yeah. Uh, even I, I heard the movie sucks, but that doesn't I, mean anything. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah. I've heard the movie sucks, but then you gotta think Sean Penn got nominated for I Am Sam. Yeah. Um, He's not an I Am Sam fan. <laughs> um, so, you know, we got Michelle Pfeiffer, who, I, who I've heard she is great. Yeah. Even though the movie the, the, is, yeah. isn't. Um, you know, you said the U.S. versus Billy Holiday. You got Andre Day. We've got Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. Um, you know, so my first two are Meryl Streep and Michelle Pfeiffer, but I do think there are four or five that are right there. Yeah, it's a, it's could. a it's a it's a strong mix of people that really could just say hello. And look, hey, look at this right here. I'm on the Gold Derby site. Vanessa Kirby moved up to third. So yeah. that's so. I mean, I, I think that four is a lock. Mm-hmm. I think I Adams Adams are close. Whatever way they run it, mm-hmm. that's going to be one. You got McDermott, who I think is probably the shoe-in right now, battling with Davis is one and two, and then you have Davis. And then, of course, I think you have Kirby in there as well. So you've got those four. That There's a there's a battle for that fifth role, though. Mm-hmm. Who do you got as one wishful? One wishful is going to be Jesse Buckley, for I'm thinking of many things. I Ricky hates the movie. I so bad. love the movie. So bad. I love it so much, and I think she is absolutely incredible. I don't think a lot of uh ampus members are going to get through it i still think it's probably got a very good shot and uh screenplay um but i love her the the car sequence when she was bouncing from person to person and giving her like almost 10 minute monologues yeah were given so so incredibly just everything like she was able to get across i loved her so much for me Actress-wise, I've got two performances. I got Lily James from Rebecca. I loved her in that movie. But I've got Haley Bennett for Swallow. Um, her performance in that is remarkable. Swallow is a phenomenal film. I really hope that's one of those ones that gets the uh, indie love on the Independent Spirit Awards. I really think it's got a strong chance there because it's that good of a movie. 
but those are two easy ones for me. Actor. This one's fun. I love the actor category here. Um, kick us off with your five. All right. So in a last second... Actually, no. I haven't, I haven't switched it yet. I likely will switch <laughs> it. I, I, I thought I'd already switched it. So I have Anthony Hopkins, the father, lock. I don't think there's any way he's not getting in. Chadwick Boseman from My Rings Black Bottom. I am very close to putting him as my predicted winner for now. Um, I just think, and I, I hate to say, you know, if the performance, if the performance is great, the performance is great. No one's seen it. I hate to be like, well, you know, it's going to be a posthumous award. So it's that plays in his favor because it's, it's it sucks saying that, but when you get down to the political nitty gritty of it, it does play very heavily in his favor for being a posthumous award. Sure. Um, then I've got Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. I still think Delroy Lindo's a lock. I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he really has a chance to win, but I do think he just will be a lock just for, you know, giving a long career, not getting recognized in basically anything. I think on IMDb, I think he only has four nominations total for anything he's ever done in his entire career. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and then for right now, I have Gary Oldman from Mank. Very close to switching that with Steven Yoon, uh, which I'll talk more about him in a little bit. But I think, you know, Gary Oldman, Academy loves him. Um, it's Mank, which yeah. is a movie about a movie. They love that. And so for right now, my five are Anthony Hopkins, Chadwick Boseman, Daniel Kaluuya, Delroy Lindo, and Gary Oldman. My five right now, Anthony Hopkins, the father. I think he should win. I haven't seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I haven't. I'm not going to say that I don't believe Chadwick Boseman could give a performance that will be game-changing, but I will also say that, that Anthony Hopkins gave one of the best performances I've ever seen, period. I watched the film twice. I was emotionally devastated by it. I still am emotionally devastated by it. There's just little things about his performance that blow your mind. Um, it's crazy because somebody had posted a thing. They were like, what's your favorite horror movie of the last decade? I said, The Father. <laughs> and they're like, it's a horror movie? I'm like, no, technically it's not a horror movie, but like it's got that horror-like yeah. film you know, features to it. But that's my easily hand slam dunk number one. Um, I hate to say it as well. Same thing as you do. Again, Maureen's Black Bottom could be a great performance. But I, I do think that if Chadwick wins, I'm sorry, he's going to win because he passed away. And I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but I just feel that way. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, I got Daniel Kaluuya as well. Judas the Black Messiah. I'm excited. For, I'm, I'm ready to see mm -hmm. that film. I, I want that film right yeah. now. I want it now. Um, I got Gary Oldman for Mank. Um, my five is going to surprise you. Uh, my fifth right now is Tom Hanks for News of the World. Okay. And I'll tell you why. We all know what 2020 has been in store for us, okay? It's been a crazy year, right? Not only do we have Tom Hanks in the picture, but we've got COVID-19 survivor mm -hmm. Tom Hanks in the picture here, okay? And I know that sounds stupid, but that's a narrative. Mm -hmm. And the Oscar loves a narrative. What better way than the Academy putting that man on our television saying coronavirus victim, you know, he, he, he overcame it. He was one of the first actors that really came out and said that he had it. I really feel like that's going to play a factor in it. And for me, it hurts because 
I do have my guy that's out, which really breaks my heart. And I'll talk about my first two. Uh, I don't even know. He might be my first two out. I'm still teeter-tottering back and forth. But Yeah. My big thing is with Tom Hanks is we look at the last Tom Hanks-Paul Greengrass collab. For sure. And gave Tom Hanks gave the greatest performance he will likely ever give. And didn't even get in. He should have – if you would have taken the last scene of him getting rescue and just that – that I end just put it on. Oh just put that. I mean, that was that was a quintessential Oscar clip right there. Having him, you know, him breaking down. Such uh, a in, great yeah. performance. Um, still one of my. It's still one of my favorite. Like, if I went through like a hundred, like the top fifty films of the last decade, mm-hmm. it's easily. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, so that's what worries me with that. For, but for my first two out, I have Stephen Yoon for Minari. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen a lot of things saying he could be the first um, first Asian American in the best actor race at all, which I think, you know, it's like you said, that's another narrative to where that could be something, you know, people look at. Yeah. Um, and then my second is actually Winston Duke for nine days. This is who I back after the 2020 Oscars, you know, I re- released a way too early predictions. He's who I had winning back at that point. Yeah. And it seems like after all this film fest, nine days of getting talked about a little bit and a little bit more. Um, so I've got him as my first two out. I do think um, I do think Tom Hanks is probably a little bit more likely, but I have him in there right now. Steve Yoon, he's my one of my first out. Deloy, uh, Delroy Lindo is my other one out. I just feel like when it comes down to it, I really feel like that last one of the last slots is going to come down to Kalu and Lindo. I really do. I think that that could be, it might not be in that particular order. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? I think it's going to be based on how good Judas and the black Messiah is and, and the performance within that. I do think that's going to be a flip flop there. Um, with saying that Riz Ahmad not being nominated for sentimental is going to be really, it's going to be one of those that hurts my feelings. And that's, that's okay. So that's one that I wanted to get back on. Because I feel like Amazon's going to do the same thing they did last year that they're going to do this year. And I feel like they're not going to realize – last year, they pushed the report. Yep. They pushed um, the other what – other, whatever other yeah. Oscar movie that they had that just wasn't any good. What was it? Clemency. Yeah. Yeah. And um, – No offense to Clemency. I didn't really like it. They pushed – I think I'm going to look real quick. Anyways, they pushed a lot of their – films the wrong films yeah it's already got the new ones um but yeah they pushed a lot of their films and then at the very last second they said oh shit honey we, boy <laughs> we have a player in honey yeah boy yeah who you know shy can get a nomination yeah. the narrative and was they, there the narrative they, was there it, it took so long it took everyone else nominating shy you know we we nominated for uh, New City Film Critics yep. Association. We nominated Shy. Yep, sure Shy did. started picking up uh, critic wins, yep. critic noms. He was beating out Al Pacino and stuff like that. He was picking up indie noms. Yep. He was picking up you know stuff here and there. He was everywhere. He won the writer, uh, the the Hollywood Writer Award. Yep. He was in front of everyone's face. They waited until the last second, said, "Oh shit!" And then another thing I hate, they didn't go all in on him. They they try to go all in on the movie. Yep. Lo- I mean, the movie's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. But if they would have just pulled down on him specifically, 
I think he could have got in, even with last year's stacked. Oh, category. for sure. It, it's yeah, because they had the narrative, they had the actor, they had the, everything was there for him. The story was phenomenal throughout the entire year. Because mm-hmm. if you piggyback, it, it does matter when you're in more than one film. You know what I mean? More than one good film mm-hmm. as well. We talked about that with Sasha. Sasha's in the forefront again because of Borat, which is going to help his cause for Trial of the Chicago mm-hmm. 7. He's just in that forefront right now. And him with Peanut Butter Falcon, the inspirational story behind Peanut Butter Falcon, mm-hmm. with his downfall on the set and then the overcoming, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm the narrative was there for them and they blew it and they're, they're going to blow it with Riz. I know they are. And, and, that's, and it's sad. I feel like in no offense to Olivia cook. Yeah. But coming out and hearing that they're pushing her for that, 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 that to me was already, it, it, that's it. But that also, that to me, that shows me that they're going to do what they did last year, go all in on the movie, try yeah. to get as many nominations on the movie when they need to part down yeah. on Riz Ahmed yeah. and get him into the five. Yeah, because the thing about it is it's not a director. It could be a director's play in any other year when you don't, you're not facing some of the big-time names of director. It's not. Like you said, you push Riz at the forefront, and everybody else, you push them all too, right? You know what I mean? I really feel like Cook had a chance at supporting. Maybe she's in the top eight, but at least I think she's in the conversation. But I don't think she's in it now because she's in lead. I, I don't understand the play there, but you're right. Amazon it blows the blows everything. My wishful thinking was Winston Duke for nine days. Um, Winston Duke, hands down, gave one of the best, honest to God, performances of the world. And 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 I really do love his performance. What's your first out? Um, yeah. Check your phone, by the way. Um, my my wishful thinking. I'm going to go, okay, someone who I wish would get talked about more. I'm going to say someone who I wish would get talked about more, and I'm going to say someone who I want, I would love to see in. Someone who I wish would, uh, we would talk about more, Ben Affleck from The Way Back. Oh, my God, me still too. Think, still think he gives an incredible performance, still thinks he deserves to be in there. Someone I'm hoping that we're talking about when it comes up to it is Tom Holland for Cherry. Um, I'm really interested to see what – you know, what the Russo brothers can do, uh, how they can, you know, how they can swing a movie that's not a comic book movie yeah. and not a comedy. Because we've seen them do their comedies with community and whatnot. Um, that's Apple, right? Yes. Okay. And I'm really interested to see how, because I think Tom Holland's a great actor. I think he's pound for pound with what he has. Yeah. I think he's probably one of the best actors in the MCU. Yeah. Um, well, he was course, phenomenal the devil all the time. Of you course, know I mean? you know, he doesn't have, he doesn't have the Oscar nominations, the whatever, whatever is behind him. But I think he, in some of the, he gives some of the best scenes in any of the Avengers movies, like period. Oh, for sure. And so I truthfully think that that's, this is one where I think we could be talking about him more and more when it comes down to, um, nominations. Not to inter- no, no, just interject there just a little bit. That's one thing I'm interested to see. This is the first year Apple Plus, Apple TV, Apple has some real teeth to the bone performances mm-hmm. wise. Obviously, we talked about Bill Murray with On the Rocks earlier. I, I expect them to try to push some other things from that film. They're not going to get anywhere with it. But it's going to be interesting to see how they act mm-hmm. come Oscar season because they also have Wolf Walk, Wolf Walkers. Wolf- yeah. Yeah. Wolf- is that what it's called? Wolf Walkers. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So they also have Wolf Walkers as well. Um, which I think is a huge factor as well. I really do. I really feel like that's that to me is a lot of people are predicting that's going to be one of the five in. I don't know if you are, but and, and if they are, how they're going to push their films come Oscar season is going to be interesting because again, it's a streaming platform. Apple has money. We all know they have mm-hmm. money. 
but how much they push to really try to see how to get in there. So that's going to be interesting as well. Yeah, I'm really interested, especially with Bill Murray, because I feel like A24 got to a point, and yeah. then they won every award you could win, and then they said, we're done nominating. We're done with it. So I wonder if they are going to be the, the force that pushes Bill Murray or if it's going to be um, Apple TV. Exactly. But I am also interested to see how Apple TV does come Oscar season um, just because of how, how you know, Netflix is amazing. Yep. Amazon sucks. Exactly. All right. So best picture, right? Yes. All right. We're just going to do five, right? That works for me. Yeah, we'll do five and then the first two out. So go ahead and hit us with five. All right. So my five right now, um, first place, uh, my predicted winner, Trial of Chicago 7. Um, then behind them, I've got Nomadland, which I think is a lock. Uh, I've got Soul in third place, which I think I think coming down to it, Soul could be a very big player. Yep. Uh, then I've got Mank. And then actually, I have Minari at five. And I think Minari is going to be, but Minari scares me. It's A24 as well. But I think Minari could be a big, you know, big immigrant, um, you know, the American dream, yep. all of that. I think that could be a big player uh, come to the picture race. I've got Mank, Charles, Chicago 7. I got the father. Um, I got the five bloods. I got no mind land. I think that's five. I will say this. This is one that I'm going to throw out there. It's not going to surprise me, and it's going to get some technical things, right? But I could really see a world where I think, I think we're going to have an expanded nomination list. I, th I think we're going to have between seven to ten nominations. Oh, no, they, they've already come out and said that they, we are going to have ten. Okay, so yeah. they're going to oh, – So they, they, I think they changed the rules to where it's ten get nominated now. Okay, so if that's the case, the one film I do believe this is going to be – I think it's going to happen. I think Tenet's going to get a Best Picture nomination. I really feel that way. And, and I'm going to say this for a couple of different reasons. I feel like the narrative for Tenet to get a nomination, again, it's not going to be a player anywhere else except for in the, in the sound categories, which I believe it should, right? It, obviously, right? I think Tenet's one of the best films of the year. I do think that it gets short-sighted on a lot of different things. But I can foresee Tenet getting a Best Picture nominee because of the narrative of what transpired with Tenet. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. But I do think if we get 10 pictures, I think Tenet could be number 10. I think, I think if Tenet was to, I think if Tenet was to squeeze in, it would have to get more than just technical. I think uh, Christopher Nolan would have to be a big player in director and writing. Um, don't think actors would have to be there. But I mean, you've seen Christopher Nolan movies in getting Best Picture. And then, you know, you've seen Dunkirk. Um, which Dunkirk's kind of along the same lines where it was a lot of technical stuff, but Christopher Nolan also got in. Or you know, sure. uh, Mad Max, where a lot of technical stuff won almost every technical category it was nominated for, but George Miller also got in. Yeah. So that's, I think, Nolan, I think it's a Nolan, player. Would have to, Nolan would have to be in for the movie to get a lot of wreck. Um, but I mean, you're definitely right. I definitely think there is a world where if we're going 10 i just feel like it's got a chance and mm -hmm. i think that there's gonna be at some point where we get to eight through ten where i think a lot of them were they're struggling to find an eight through ten i'm not saying there's not 10 good films that's coming out this year not 10 great films mm -hmm. because i think the father is going to be one of those because i think that the father is going to have 
two acting nominees. I think it's going to have a directing nominee. Mm -hmm. So a screenplay is probably going to potentially be in there. I think the father has a strong chance as well. Cause I don't think I mentioned them as my five, but, um, Tenet's a wild card for me. I don't think it's wishful thinking. I just feel like it's a wild card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you got your first two out? So I've got my first two. Technically first two out, but if it's 10, so just, yeah. Okay. So if we were, you know, whatever. So my six and seven is Judas and the Black Messiah and my Rennie's Black Bottom. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah is probably one of the biggest wild cards. We've talked about it so much, (laughs) but we also don't know anything about it. It could be, it could be trash. Yeah. It could be released next year. Yeah. You know, I think I think um, Juice and the Black Messiah still doesn't have a release date, so it could be pushed yeah. all the way until next year. Um, I think Judas and the Black Messiah could be this year's Widows. Mm-hmm. It could be a film that's been talk, 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 and then whenever it comes time, Widows was good. I liked Widows, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. It just it wasn't me, Oscars. Yeah. For me, it just depends when it got released. Because wasn't Widows released as a summer blockbuster? Uh, I, I think, think it was like it was, an August. Okay. Um, but yeah, it just, but I can, I'm just it, need, comparing it to, we need a, we need a release date and we need it, I guess, just to not suck. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But those two, and then, yeah. And then of course I've got a few more, but yeah, I, there's a few that I, that's interesting to me. I, I think that depending on what we get out of the midnight sky, I think that's a player News of the world could be a player if we get Hanks in there, Paul Greengrass. We start to get that. You know, if we're going 10 deep, obviously, so I didn't mention Soul. Soul's one of those ones that are in there. Um, I want to know what your wishful thinking, not going to happen, but it, you want it to happen. Wishful thinking would be, you know what? Wishful thinking is going to be Palm Springs. I would love if something kind of a little more campy fun i still think palm springs has a very very good shot at screenplay i think that's probably the only shot it has uh, just because of the originality of it and sure. the twist on it like the twist on something we know um but i i would i would like to see palm springs or um i'm thinking of anything just sneak its way into that category bring up that damn movie again i could have brought it up more. <laughs> I, thought about it, I didn't say it about director and then i thought about saying it but now you're fine I know. That's the thing. Did you see that, guys? We have civil conversations about things that we don't disagree upon or don't agree upon. Um, for me, Wishful Thinking, King of Staten Island. It's still one of my favorite films of the year. Will be one of my favorite films of the year when it's all said and done. I still think it'll probably be in my top 10 when the year is over with. Um, I love the film. It's a great film. Pete Davison I, I, gives a phenomenal performance. He was also great in Big Time Adolescence. God, I rewatched that the other night. It's so funny. It's a year of Pete between King of Staten Island Big time adolescence and his stand up, it was it was phenomenal. And we see Pete. Pete's getting casted, man. Mm-hmm. I've seen him cast in two different movies in the yeah. last couple of weeks. That I'm I'm hoping we see more Pete Davis in the actor because he's phenomenal in it. So all right. Well, that was fun. This is the first of many. Like I said, obviously not all of them are gonna be like this. We got the opportunity to sit down to do the first one together, which I'm super excited about. Make sure Jacob's gonna be writing pieces he does every month where he gives us an updated Oscar picks each and every month. Um, once we get closer. We're going to start adding like we did last year at the top of the website. We'll have our, our picks together and stuff like that. Be on the lookout for news for Jacob and I. We're going to make some announcements for the Music City Drive-In uh, Awards for Season 2. Um, we did the Whiskies. It'll be the Whiskies Round 2 this year. So it'll be the second annual Whiskies, which I'm super excited about. The Whiskies Double Shot. <laughs> hey, there we go. Boom. There's the name of the show. Um, we've got a lot of things planned for that. It's going to be super fun. Be on the lookout for stuff like that. 
uh, Music City Film Critic Association. Um, we're starting to put our stuff in for that. Um, we should start seeing our nominations. I think they come out in January 15th, I think it is. But we start, we start submitting some of our picks and we're starting to watch much more films. So we're getting excited. We're getting closer and closer to Oscar season. Make sure to follow Jacob on Twitter at tberry57. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valar underscore. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode, guys.